Hi, Claudia. Hello. Hi, everyone. If you're still out there, right. it's been a long time, but yeah. we're coming to you back from the East London studio after a six-week hiatus. Like, literally, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. But we had to. We had to because there was a lot of life stuff, and mm-hmm. we had to make sure we did a bit of self-care. You know, you can't overwhelm yourself. Exactly. We're walking it how we talk it. Exactly. So, I mean, I have some big news. Some of the biggest news of my hiatus is that I'm a permanent resident now of the UK. Hey! Which was a huge, huge deal for me. Yeah. Like, massive. And they make it so you have to jump through a few hoops. But you did. I jumped through all the hoops. um, And they were very expensive hoops. (laughs) Yes. I think you guys don't understand like how many years in the making this has been. So it is a massive, massive life like situation. It's huge because basically when you live in your home country, you kind of take everything for granted. And I know I did when I lived in Canada. I never thought about this stuff because I didn't have to. But when you go to a foreign country, everything is scrutinized and you're just hoping that they'll let you stay in the country. And I know immigration is a very hot topic and they make it sound like they just they let anyone in. But let me tell you, it ain't that easy. So <laughs> no, <laughs> who are these people who are getting the free ride? Right. I don't know who they are. But like not only do you have to I mean, I spent seven years here. Uh, you need five years to do to get your permanent residency. But they told me my first two didn't count. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I had to do seven. And then you have to make sure that you get um, a sponsor. Your your work has to sponsor you. And they have to do a whole lot of jumping through hoops and pay money. So it's really hard to get a job that'll let you do that. And then you have to pay, like, what, 2,000 pounds a pop every yeah. time you do that. Um, and then you're, like, stuck to your job. So you're always stressed about being perfect at work because anything happens, you can't just get another job very easily you you might get deported yeah yeah so it's like you're pretty much stressed out all the time because if you're stressed at work it's like an extra layer of stress because not only are you stressed at work but you feel like you have to do really well and be perfect because if anything happens i'll be like what's the point i can get someone else and not have to go through all this immigration stuff so five years of that um And then it's like, finally, it's like time to get your permanent residency. But then they're like, okay, so here are the things you need to do. Well, first you need to get a solicitor slash lawyer because they're changing the rules all the time. So you need a professional to help you along the way because you don't want to get caught out in some stupid, uh, what do they call those? Cas- not casualty. What is it? What do you mean? Like, Do you know that word that's casualty but not? Technicality. Technicality. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I would never have guessed that's the word you guys it's totally for. different words. So yeah. never mind. Yeah. Anyway, not related, not so you're, you don't want to get busted on technicality. Yeah. Um, so you have to pay for that, too. So the first thing they're like, so in the last five years, can you just make a list of everywhere you've ever traveled, um, the date you were in and the date you were out? Um, yeah, I have a list in my back pocket because I just I just make a list of those things. Honestly, five years worth of traveling as much as you travel. Honestly, as Honestly, well. I mean, it that was a that was a day's work. <laughs> You had to go through all my journals and then I had to check like the tickets online, find Google them. Then I had to check the double like cross reference, the passport, honestly. Then once you have that, you have to go and track down all your employers that you've had the last five years. And then you have to ask them to write a letter to say, I'm in I'm in agreements with this. I agree with this. 
Oh my god! And you know, tracking down old yeah. employers—they have better things to do yeah, than to write that letter. Time. They got so time for that. It's not on the top of the pile for them. <laughs> so you got to chase that up. So that's another thing. Then you have to study a book of England, uh, Scotland, and Wales, um, and then take a test that covers literally everything since the Stone Age, <laughs> history since the Stone Age. Um, actually, maybe even the prehistoric age, because they told me that apparently England was part of Pangaea 10,000 years ago. So I know that now. <laughs> God, I can't believe all of this. And you have to study all of the arts, all of the like inventions. You have to study geography. You have to study the court legal system. Honestly, it is wild. So you have to study this big old book and then you have to pay 50 pounds just to take the test. I mean, there's hard and there is, like, ridiculous. I I have so much random trivia. Like, did you know that the national flower of Scotland is the thistle? I did know that. Well, there you go, listeners. Now you know, too. Wow. We have some, like, shared general knowledge. Yeah, okay. Like, pub quiz. So, like, tons of questions. So I had to study for that and you had to pay for that. If you're not from a country that's English as their first language, you also have to do another language test. So luckily I didn't have to do that. And they are literally feeding people bullshit about how easy it is to just stay in this it's country. It's not like, and then on top of that, I mean, you have to pay the fee, which is like 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Which not a lot of people just have lying around. You it's know what not I mean? like it's just, the, which is what? It's about like $5,000. Yeah. Unreal. So then you do all that and then you still have to, and then you have to get your employer obviously to write a letter for you saying, you know, she's legit and we want her to stay. And after all that, then you have to hope that it all goes through without a hitch. But then when it does, it is like the biggest relief of your life. Yeah. I mean, you were relieved. I cried at work. I was like, oh, my God, it's happened. Uh, Finally. Right? Now I'm like, now I can be a sassy bitch at work. <laughs> it's true. Imagine you just find out you've got your citizenship and someone comes up to you. Oh, my God, I heard you got your citizenship. I never liked you. <laughs> and I can say that now. Because I have no restrictions. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that for the longest. For about seven years. But now I'm a citizen. And I don't have to worry about being sponsored. I'm a free woman. I can tell you. I can't stand your ass. I don't like you. Oh, my God. Like you. Can How you imagine? satisfying. Can you imagine? Well, I said, you know what? I'm going to get a bit more sassy when this happens. I yeah. told everyone at work. So it's not like it was like, I said, guys, I'm going to be sassy. Kind of as a joke. But then literally 20 minutes later, I was in a meeting. And something, I was Something took over me <laughs> and I was on the phone and I was like getting sassy, sassy AF and the ECD, like the executive creative director, he heard me going in and he was, got some information while I was on the phone that like something changed so that it wasn't so, such a deadline. And he actually creeped over to me and then he's like, it's okay. And then he just took the phone out of my hand and was like, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Bye. And you're just like, I'm sorry. I just got my citizenship. I said, sorry. I said, sorry. The sass came out. Like you guys know, you guys knew. I'm sorry, but it's all, it's all fun and games, but I do feel a bit more, I guess, free. Yeah. Free to be me. The shackles have dropped. Yeah. You can do what you want. Yeah. You can be as sassy as you want. Totes. Tell as many people as you want you don't like them. I mean, I won't do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean but, but if you want to, you can. I can. And, think about and it. Think about it. Honestly, that's why I was like kind of down for the count for six weeks. Because after just chasing all the solicitor stuff and studying for this test and still having to go to work, I was just like emotionally drained. 
Yeah, I mean, I get it. I couldn't even imagine having to go through all of that. Like, I just can't. It's like, again, just taking this for granted, being able to just be here and not worry about these things. I'm like, I'd, I feel like if I knew that's what I would have to do, I'm too much of a chicken. I'd be like, okay, so I'm not going. I, you know, I was going to go to England. Um, yeah, no, I'm well, not like, going. So in that book that I bought, so you have to buy like this handbook to help you study the study guide. Yeah. So I read the foreword and the foreword is written by a German national. Um, and I was like, okay, so someone who has, you know, practice in having to do this. And the foreword said, oh, hey, so after Brexit vote, I thought maybe I should probably look into becoming a permanent resident since I've lived here for so long. But then I found out... I I had to write down where I traveled for the last five years. So I said, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. It's like, mm, should I just give up my entire life the last five years because this is a little bit of an inconvenience? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm, so, I'm not motivated. Then he said, a lot of the things in this book, you probably won't really help you understand what it's really like to be British. If you really want to know what it's like, probably just go to see the darts. Very true, which is still on our bucket list. We need to go yeah. because guys, championship. YouTube the darts. <laughs> yeah. It is it is a scene. UK darts championship. It is yeah. wild. But I'm like, first of all, that's true. Yeah. Second of all, why am I studying this book? Right? <laughs> what? Right? So it takes those that have extreme dedication. Yeah, I mean, for real. Because I would have been that guy. I would have been like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to leave because I just can't be bothered with this. And then also when I went to the test center, which was the saddest place on earth. <laughs> it sounds sad. Like, you know those places that they just don't, they're not trying to make it like a pleasant experience because they know you're going to pay no matter what. So they don't put any effort. I go to the security in the front. It's like a Saturday in Stratford. Oh, God. Madness. Go into this random building. Sad. The security guard is really does not care about his job. But I think he thought I was cute. So when it was my turn, he's like, oh, hi, just sign the paper. I was like, <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm just here to make friends. I go up. The lady there, attitude. She's like, okay, well, no cell phones no bluetooth let me check under your collar let me check your ears no watch and she basically frisked me to wow. go into the test <laughs> like i'm like what is going on so that was pretty crazy and then finally when i left i was so happy i go down the security guard's sleeping literally sleeping at reception <laughs> so it's like when you enter it's fine until you get into the booth so technically he doesn't need to be there <laughs> He just doesn't need to be there. He really sleeping asleep. Did, it was daytime. They need to put that woman on reception. Right? Because she's she was, so frisky. She was frisky in the attitude. It's just these, you're just like in these situations, you're like, why am I here? How did I get myself here? Girl. I mean, it was all worth it. It was worth it. So it's good to be back. And I feel like lighter, light as a feather and better than ever. And we're back. We're back on this. And it's so good to be back. Right? I mean,. I don't even know what to say what I've been up to. I mean, not as much as you. Well, <laughs> not you've, as got, much as you. you've got a new update. Yeah, I have a little new update. So I got yet a new job, another new job. <laughs> if you've so, been listening with us for the last, what, year and a bit? Has it been two years you've been doing this? I think this? it's been almost two years. Almost two years. I've had like every job going. I think you've had like <laughs> at least three, three four, four. I've lost count. I think this is number three. 
I think it might be number three or four. I don't know. It might I be actually, remember. you know what? To be fair, it might be like five because yeah. I forget about <laughs> your sabbaticals. Oh, yeah. So I had like a couple sabbaticals, a <laughs> few new jobs. I've got another new job. So, yeah, I've been in this job. It will be a month like next week. And I'm super excited, super happy. I'm just about like moving forward, challenging myself and like spending as little time in situations where I feel like, nah, not for me. Yeah. That was like a lesson I learned long time ago. And I'm like, I'm I'm really happy at the moment. And it's been like pretty good in terms of all the things that they promised or had discussed about the culture and stuff. So it feels like they were very authentic and honest in the interview process. So they didn't sell a f- false dream? No, they didn't. But they- don't you have quite a big job there? Like a lot to do? Yeah, I have a lot to do. It's a lot of the stuff that I haven't been able to do in some of the roles I've been in. All the stuff I really enjoy doing, but it's also super challenging, but it's been super rewarding so far. And I've got a lot of stuff like coming up in the next like few months. I can work on some projects and stuff. So I'm, I'm super, I'm super happy where I am. Um, so that's all good. Still with the Mister. So yeah, yeah, I feel like you know in Napoleon Dynamite when uh, Kip gets with Lashonda, yeah. and then and then they go. It sounds like it's starting to get pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like that. I feel like that. It's starting to get pretty serious. Yeah, it feels like it's been longer than it has been because I'm sure like the last time I spoke about meeting him, it was like the end of Jan, I think we met. Like after New Year. It's definitely after I got back from Berlin because I was super sick and almost didn't go on a date. But yeah, so so it was like the end of January. So it hasn't even been that long, but it's like moved along pretty quickly. We are like a bit later on in life. Like we're not in our 20s. You sound like you're some like mature. I always say that. Mature (laughs) senior dating. We're a little bit later on. Like y'all are in your 30s, early 30s. I know, (laughs) but it's like. It really feels like at this point, we feel like we're almost like in our like late 40s or something. And I think because we've both had like these mad dating pasts and we like found each other and we're on the same page, it almost feels like things have moved forward really quickly, but in a good way. So yeah, we're going like super strong and we're going on our first like holiday at the end of this month. So I'm That's like, quite excited. a milestone, you know, the, the first holiday. Yeah, it's like... We're basically going into the the wilderness as well. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we need to touch on that a bit later. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's all I've really been up to. And I'm super happy for you. Thank you. And super excited that you never have to leave. Wait. Yeah, I'm really excited, too. And um, now that I'm just, like, walking on air, just I feel more open to doing things, like, Yesterday was Pride in London, so happy Pride to everyone. Yeah, happy Pride, folks. Um, around the world, happy Pride Month. Because um, then they also do Brighton, and they do Manchester in August. So yeah. happy Pride Summer, happy Pride Life. Right. Actually, have you gone down to Oxford Circus this week to see? Because every corporation yep. is on the bandwagon. I was going to say that, because even leading up to Pride, you had Nike releasing four limited edition Pride trainers. Adidas had their Pride sliders and their four other Pride trainers. And you had Hunter Wellingtons that had their Pride Wellingtons. I mean, there's probably going to be like Pride gum, Pride toilet <laughs> tissue. I but don't like, know, Pride I eye drops. H&M <laughs> had a Pride line. Primark had a RuPaul line, which I obviously bought. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is fine because Rue's getting the money. So I felt, you know what, I felt better. But they had like pride biker shorts, pride this, pride that, pride sequins. I mean, obviously I loved all of it because I wear that anyway. But I was, part of me was like, or or like the banks were like totally rainbowed out. Yeah. And I'm like, 
how do I feel about this? I'm like, obviously, I'm glad that everyone is embracing pride. That's great. But I'm like, who's making the money? That's what I don't like. It's like, I, I like the support. I like the flags everywhere. People making their, the, their employees wear like the pride badges. Or if you have like your lanyard with your pass ticket in a building, it's like the pride colors. Yeah. Supporting pride, great. But when you're just like, oh my God, hey guys, so because it's pride, we're super gay now. Bye for a trainer. Yeah. I'm like, like, where's the money going? It'd be great if some of the money was going to support causes. Maybe it is. I don't know. But they should be transparent about but it. But it should be obvious. Yeah. Um, so it was just a little bit of something for me to question while I was just going shopping last Saturday. I'm yeah. like, okay, this is cool. I'm down, but where's the money going? That's how I feel. Because it's like it was also Juneteenth. We were on hiatus, so we couldn't say happy Juneteenth. So happy belated Juneteenth, people. Happy Juneteenth. But I'm like, imagine if it was like, I don't know. Um, Johnsons and Johnsons are releasing their limited edition Juneteenth, like I don't know, baby oil. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be okay with that. It'd be a bit, yeah, a bit weird. So it's like it's a similar thing. It's like don't use like a serious. No, it's not even a national holiday or a day. It it was a protest. Pride was a protest yeah. to start off with, and I think in that context releasing products to make money and you're not being transparent about where the money is going off the back of something that was a protest. It's like having I don't know the abolition of slavery like limited edition like flip-flops you know what I mean you put it that way it's super weird and that's what Juneteenth was because because it's a rainbow obviously there's a lot it's like a really good visual yeah that you can put on everything yeah and it's actually really fun to wear (laughs) because it's colorful and it's like uplifting which is the point yeah but you gotta just watch yourself I don't know if I had talked about this on the show, but you know that where I live has this Facebook group. I think I might have mentioned it once yeah. with the whole cat incident, if anyone remembers. Yeah. When I had to tell my neighbor that her incredibly cute cat was dead. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, she wasn't on the Facebook and I found on the anyway. Yeah. So the Facebook group is probably the most passive aggressive group I'm a part of on the internet. Um <laughs> They're yeah. pretty bad. I'd agree. And we have certain incidents with some of our neighborhood children um, because they're getting to that age where they're running amok. And I think personally, I think that they're just being silly, but they're being silly in terms of like real world consequences. Yeah. So we've been having issues with people coming in. Um, you know, that, like our front door, once I saw that, you know, the, you know, the magnet part. Yeah. Once that was completely ripped off the door. Oh my God. It's like kids do these things and they know that, that, that they're doing is, is stupid. They know that it's like, oh my God, this is going to be so funny. Or I'll post a video on YouTube of me ripping this off a door, but they forget this is vandalism and people are just looking for an excuse when it comes to kids that fit their target St- yeah, yeah stereotype. stereotype like young black males yeah ripping, or, you know. and here in england it's, it's not just young black males i noticed too yeah they're young like all like white and black yeah. and just not how just poor yeah it's, it's it's very true it's people who come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds uh, especially in the summer the kids are running around they're not at school their parents aren't putting them into positive programs because either they don't exist or obviously they can't afford exactly. them and they're not really giving them an opportunity to create stuff for the neighborhood for the community yeah. so these kids run in amok and of course they fit the profile uh tracky bottoms hoodies 
like bikes, kids yeah. on bikes, um, scooters. I mean, I've seen people get robbed. Yeah. Like, so it's a problem because they're actually like terrorizing the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Fair. But at the same time, they're just kids. Like they're, they're bored. Like, they're like 14, 15. So these kids have decided that it's cute to start climbing over the fence, um, running into our private property, um, t- unhinging, breaking like the gates. And the people on the chat, they are, they're not having it. I mean, I'm not having it either. I'm like, don't come and mess up my house. I work hard for a living, okay? <laughs> right? Like... <laughs> It's like, I, f- I feel your struggle at the same time. Please don't break my stuff. Like, ex- that's literally how I feel. But um, but I know that, like, when you read the chats, obviously people are pissed. And they're, like, just see them as, like, vermin. Yeah, they're, like, you know, gang, gang, gang. Yeah, they think they're a gang, which I don't think they're a gang. But I think that is a slippery slope. So yeah. it's all about the escalation. So these kids, they're coming in. They're doing breaking and entering. They're they're doing vandalism. And if they get caught, they're in serious trouble. They will throw the book straight at them and they will not miss. So, like, part of me is, like, oh, don't be stupid. Part of me is, like, don't break my shit. And then a part of me is, like, who can help them? Right? It's like your face right now. You're just like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And someone on the chat was like trying to be righteous and be like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be talking to them about like gangs and this and that. And I'm like, I get you, girl, but come live on the ground floor where I'm at. When I have easy access. And when you're looking out the window to these kids with knife crime through the roof, I don't know what they're packing. Right? I also don't feel safe. But that's just, that's the bottom line. It's like, because we know when kids are running around and they are bored and they are under-resourced, it takes one kid saying, hey, wouldn't it be funny if instead of going in there and like throwing eggs, we threw rocks? Or wouldn't it be funny? Oh yeah, they throw rocks. They were throwing rocks, Yeah, so by I mean, the way. It, it <laughs> escalates. Yeah. Or carrying a knife or something because like knife crime is an epidemic. It's now epidemic status. It has been for a while. So you just don't know. You don't want to pigeonhole or stereotype these kids. But at the same time, you've got to be realistic about what's going down in your city. Yeah. And I mean, these people are totally naive in this building. So yeah. one of them was yelling from the balcony like, hey, get out of here. And then the kid's like, I fucking live here. And then she's like, so he said he lived here. And we're like, bitch, he doesn't live here. Like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, honestly. You're like, oh, okay, then. Sorry, then. Um, as you do, they're so full. I'd have been like, you don't fucking live. He fucking lives here. Where's your fucking key? Get out of my house. Right? <laughs> That's what I would have yelled. I can't. It's just, it's so sad because this happens every summer. And this is why there is, there is this epidemic, obviously, at the moment. It's been going on for a while. But I said back in the day when I was growing up, there used to be these bouts of violence and it used to be every summer. And it'd be like occasional things happen throughout the year. But it's like there was this crazy spike during the summer because there's a bunch of children who don't have money, whose parents aren't around, who don't have anything to do. Yeah. And that's just what it is. If they had somewhere to be or they were doing something more productive, they wouldn't think of doing this. But they're doing stuff for entertainment. It's entertaining. Well, think, that's the thing. That's and, what it and is. For them, it's entertaining. But it could have a serious consequence. Yeah. I didn't tell you about just maybe a few weeks ago. I was walking down, you know, the street here with the, where the tube station is. Yeah. And I saw a gaggle of girls. I'm talking about 15, 20 girls all starting a freaking fight. 20 girls in a fight. Hair pulling, screaming, obviously cell phones filming. Yeah. Then before I'm like, I'm like, do I call it? Like, what do I do? Like, there's, this is crazy. 
a car screeched up. It was the cops. But then the cops really didn't even do anything. Um, And then they all kind of like scattered. But they were laughing and they were like, oh, did you see that I got that? So for them, it's a big joke. Yeah. But in reality, like you could end up in jail for that because it was GBH. Yeah. Like all sorts of laws that are being broken that you can just say you actually broke the law. And then these girls are fucked. That's the thing. They're all seeing these things they're doing as pranks, whereas the people looking at them are seeing them as crimes. They're just, they're not seeing that correlation. So I don't know what to do. I mean, you have this problem with these kids doing this. It's like in the summer where I live, we just have the gypsies pony racing. I mean, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's the biggest problem. Like people are complaining. I just realized that that hasn't happened for a while. But down my road, like you literally just hear galloping so they bring where do they have their stables well basically i don't know if people have seen these shows we have it over here my big fat gypsy wedding and yeah they have, they the have that on the t- yeah tlc so what they do here is they either buy a house and then they rent the house out and they live in the back garden in a caravan and what do they the houses and they have the, ponies so what who okay <laughs> they have a house but they live not in the house in the caravan but they're making do some they money. let the so they who lives in the house Usually some other gypsy people that they're renting out to or some strangers are renting it out to. It's a way for them. I mean, they're hustlers. They're true hustlers. I mean, they hustle. And then they have the ponies. And I will actually, I'll probably post on a story. I'm going to find a shot because this is Can you been, see from your house? Um, sometimes you can see, but if not, there is actually something I was showing someone the other day, which is why I remembered this because I was talking about the pony racing in the summer, especially in the summer. And there are places where you have huge tower blocks and they're just random ponies just roaming around like a cat would be roaming around. You know what I mean? In the, in the just neighborhood. Wa- just walking around. And there's pictures online of places like in East London, near you, in South London. And people can't believe this, but they belong to the gypsies. And sometimes they just let the ponies go out for the day, graze on some grass and come oh back. Oh my goodness, this is crazy. You know what? I would rather a pony yeah. than kid who might steal my phone Um, (laughs) but it is a big problem and then I started watching all these shows on the Netflix also on channel 5 don't judge me it's fine Um, one is called okay channel 5 has actually it's a good show but they name the show in a, such a sensational way that it makes it just low, it just low, lowbrow. It becomes lowbrow just by the name. Yeah, they have so, a habit of doing that. They're very good at that. So like, <laughs> it's actually like a like a very interesting documentary about young women who are incarcerated in the states, but they call it like bad girls locked up. I know it's like, mm. and I'm like, don't call it bad girls. You know what I mean? I know. And then you have this idea and you watch it and you're like, oh my God, what heartwarming. It's actually like interesting really interesting stories. story. And it's like, bad girls. It's like, oh, anyway. So I watched that one. And then I watched Jailbirds on Netflix, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But then you see the girls, they're in jail, but they're just kind of like being girls. They're a bit hard, as in they fight a lot. They yeah. just They're like normal girls, but they just fight more. Yeah. And I'm thinking, those were the girls that I just saw on, like, my neighborhood having a little girl fight. Those are the same girls. Yeah, because it's very easy. Like you said, you escalate. It starts off with a prank where all these girls are going to fight. And then that's the adrenaline that you feel. And you're like, oh, my God, that was, like, thrilling. Then you want to do it more. And then it turns into just randomly attacking people on the street for that high or that thrill. And then it turns into something else. And then all of a sudden, you've, like, killed someone. It's an easy way. You know what? It sounds like silly and crazy but it's so that easy and after all the crime shows i watched and they're like so what why are you in here and it's like oh yeah i just got up that day and then i went here it just it was just a normal day and then something went terribly wrong yeah 
And I'm just worried about people not realizing that. And I, I do feel for the kids. Like, I really don't want them to be climbing up my fence and sitting there. Not because, A, it's annoying for me. And, B, I don't want to steal my shit. It's because, also, I'm like, what are you doing, though? What is your life? Yeah. And who do you, where did you get your love from? And do you have a loving home? And what happened? And what are you going to do? What's going to be your future? Yeah. So I do feel for them. Well, this is the thing. When you see kids doing these things that sometimes are harmless pranks, like, you know, well, not harmless, it's still vandalism, but you know what I mean? No one's dying, but at the same time, it's annoying and it's still a crime to vandalize stuff. Um, they're doing it unknowingly almost. They just think it's funny. But then you have the flip side where you have people doing things that are intentionally harmful and they know it's harmful and they're also doing it for entertainment and I have no sympathy for those people. One story in particular, which I'm sure everyone's heard about, is this stupid girl who went around in the, in America to, I think it was a Walmart or Walgreens, opened up a tub of ice cream, licked it and put it back. Now, I, I girl, mean, first of all, I didn't hear about that and I would have gagged. Ugh. First of all, <laughs> This girl, as much as they were saying, oh, but she posted it online just to get some likes and tags and she thought it was funny. She is old enough to know that that is harmful. You don't go and lick ice cream and put it back knowing that some unsuspecting person is going to buy that for their family. And now they've got your saliva infused ice cream up all in them. <laughs> but I think because I, I, saw, I saw the clip. I hadn't heard of it, but you showed it to me. So I, I know what, what it was about. I saw the clip. First of all, people filming... I can't. And when I saw those girls having that fight, they were also filming it too. So it's all about that. Yeah. <laughs> she thought it was hilarious. Hijinks. Lols. I think in her mind, she thought, well, I'm not sick or even if someone did it, it's just a prank because they're not going to get sick. But she doesn't know if it's someone who has an autoimmune disease. She doesn't right? know. Right? She don't know. She don't know nothing. But it seemed to her that she wasn't even, they're not even thinking about that. They're not even thinking about the consequence. It's just about living in the right now. It is. And just about, again, the likes. It's about the likes and about going viral. And it's like, what do you think is going to come off the back of you going viral? Because it did go viral. And now there's a warrant for your arrest and you may be going to face 20 years. <laughs> I mean, was it worth it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And it's not like this is the first time someone's done this. No. Do you remember that chick? I mean, I've watched this clip and it mortifies me. The one from Toronto where she threw the chair out the window. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that is so scary to it's watch. It's so Not dumb. only did she watch that clip, she then, not only she do it and film it she watched it back and still posted it she needs to understand something again with these pranks what if someone died as a result of you throwing the chair a car swerved out of control and you killed a whole family or a person or whatever the girl licking the ice cream again what if someone has an autoimmune disease and they've bought the ice cream and they die because of it the girl's fighting outside and filming it what if during that fight someone was seriously injured do you know what i mean but uh, yeah i that's what i'm a, i think i'm a scaredy cat i'm always afraid of ever like i'm afraid of literally everything yeah i mean i'd be like, like what if you climb the fence and you fall down the fence literally that's like that's, you yeah. know literally everything but like now they're gonna paint anti-climbing paint did you know that was a thing yeah they used to have that all around where i used Does to it work? Like, live when i grew up um How not it really it, it's annoying because it's like tar like imagine like sticky tar it's like paint that doesn't ever dry that's what it is so every time you touch it it sticks to your fingers and the, the black is all over you so it's basically just paint that's really thick and just doesn't ever dry ever it's like you're annoying climb my the fence so i'm gonna be annoying and just put annoying paint yeah it's just annoying don't just use a towel do you know what i mean I mean, I used to climb over anti-climb fences all the time. You're I mean, badass too. I mean, 
But like when you were climbing over the step, what were you thinking? Um, it was a challenge. <laughs> that real talk. It's like, oh, you want to put up anti-climb paint? Okay. Oh my god. Okay. They're gonna come in droves. <laughs> they're gonna, it's gonna be like are. the climbing Olympics, and they're gonna film it. <laughs> you know what? Hashtag. It. I need to figure out what they're how to find it. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Like these kids are just running wild. I think again, the internet and Instagram and all this stuff is just heightened it because it is about out pranking each other, out sillying and stupiding each other. Do you know what I mean? This this girl now is gonna face twenty years. There's a warrant for her arrest. Can you imagine? And, and they're gonna, yeah. you know, they're gonna parade her around oh, yeah. on the media, and she'll be walking out. But maybe, do you think deep down that whole like wanting the attention, even though it's negative attention? they'll still be slightly thrilled? I think they will be slightly thrilled because it's just how the culture has progressed or degressed, whichever way you want to see it. Um, but it's true. But imagine, she's she's apparently 20 years old. She could spend 20 years in jail. And people say, oh, it's a really harsh sentence for such a stupid prank. But they're basing it on the fact that it is consumer product tampering. And in the past, they referenced the Tylenol murders. I'd never heard of this. So was that, like, I remember this. They were basically putting shady stuff in the bottles. Yeah, they were going around into stores, opening bottles of Tylenol. At the time, you could just have, like, a screw top. They were opening them up, and they were putting in, like, rat poison, uh, like, different different substances, and it resulted in people being poisoned and dying. And that's very malicious, but at the same time, who knows if it wasn't just a prank of that age? Do you know what I mean? I think that you have to set a precedent. So even though it's not literally trying to poison someone, it's tampering. And whether it's one thing or the other, you have to set the precedent that you shouldn't be tampering it and everyone gets a harsh sentence. Yeah. But also, I mean, here, whenever I get my ice cream, it always has the plastic seal yeah that one not all of them do though i have to say that not all of them do like there are some ice cream brands where you can just open it up a lot of the smart ones do have a plastic seal now but it's like i'd like to go into a shop and even if there wasn't a seal i'd like to know that someone hadn't licked it you know well you like mean? obviously and honestly i'm sure that other people do and they just don't film oh god <laughs> that's why the moral of the story is always get the plastic seal right you know we love a weird news story Always. And we love when we get the updates. Yes. So a while back, we talked about how this couple met on Bumble and for their first date, they went to Vegas and they got married. Yes. I think we had a whole rant about how weird people are. Yeah, I remember. Um, and then we're like, well, let's see how long it lasts. Yeah. Well, it's been a couple months and it's over. Uh, Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> but the reason it's over, I, I'm like, I can't. So we thought to ourselves, who who would get married on the first date? Probably <laughs> someone who had issues. Yeah. And so this is what happened. So the couple went to Vegas after one day. They got married. They went and did the whole talk show circuit, you know. I think we thought it might have been a publicity stunt by Bumble. Originally. But I think now Bumble wouldn't want anything to do with this. <laughs> no, I cannot wait. Because what happened was they go and they get married couple days later, obviously you don't even know a person after one day. She decides to tell him that she's actually really into BDSM and fetish stuff. Which is the kind of thing you should probably discuss before you get married. Yeah. Um, to make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. So he was like not really into that. But, you know, he's married now. So he goes to live with her. They have to live together. He goes to her flat 
she then tells him, by the way, I actually live with two ex-boyfriends in this flat who are also named Paul. Oh, my God. So that's creepy. Three Pauls. And she says, oh, by the way, I'm into the polyamorous lifestyle. Okay. (laughs) And she's into going to fetish parties and torture garden and all of that stuff. Wow. Um, And he was like, wait. (laughs) At that moment, do you think his life imploded? Or no? I'm like, (laughs) this is what you get, though, for real. I mean. I mean. Come on. I don't think anyone is that surprised. Obviously, this is pretty extreme, but I don't think anyone's surprised. So now he's stuck living in a flat with two other Pauls and his wife, and she wants him to get into the lifestyle. Or at least just sit back while she enjoys her lifestyle and say nothing, which I'm sure is what she's really hoping. Yeah. So basically... He's he tries. He tries it out. He wow, goes to some of these committed. parties. He goes to these parties. He it's not for him. It's not for everybody. Especially to be blindsided like that. I mean But I don't she know. then doesn't like how he's reacting to this. So she's like, Oh, you're so jealous. Um I don't think I'm very much lost for words most of the time, but I really don't know what to say about all this. She right said now. she was feeling trapped in a jealous marriage. Because he wasn't into her having a polyamorous lifestyle when she had not divulged that information before they got married. I mean, there is uh, the hustle and the fraudulency. And I mean, I just don't know. This is like, she's like a master, master fraudster. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like I feel like she is the crazy one um because she said well at first the three pauls got along but then it just didn't it just went south bitch how these i mean it's one thing it's one thing if you get married to someone and they're like hey i just felt a bit embarrassed to tell you but i actually have a child it's like fair enough there's things that sometimes if you things move very quickly you don't divulge yeah i can understand something like that will be like hey you know worst case scenario I actually don't have a job and I have nowhere to live. Like, but, but I, mean, I mean, that's I still know. kind of bad. That's still, still kind of, but, but you like, can I, find it. It's not like intrinsic to your sexual lifestyle no. or what you want in a marriage, something that important. But it's like, I live with two exes in the house. I'm asking you to move in to with me. I'm also into this sexually on the only that, but you need to get into it. And if you don't, then you're jealous. What? Crazy. So, Honestly, he he gave it a go. He gave it a go. um, And they tried to have their last reconciliation at a sex party at Le Boudoir. Have you heard of Le Boudoir? I have not. It's in Central London. (laughs) I have have not. Who tries to have reconciliation at a sex club, honestly? This is all crazy. There's another word for it. This bitch is crazy. So after that, so then that Paul was like, I can't do this, bye. Then another Paul left. (laughs) So now she only has one Paul and she's struggling financially. Oh, well, now you say that it's all making a little bit more sense. Maybe she met this Paul, realized he was an easy target. You know what they call them in those movies? Mark. Easy Mark. Exactly. Yeah. Easy Paul. Yeah. 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 Easy Paul. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Sorry, I couldn't help it, guys. Mom joke. Mom joke. But here's an easy pull. Adding to her pool collection, adding to her uh, financial lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and also potentially joining into her sexual lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So she just yeah. thought, you know what? I've already got two pools. It worked two times before. And also. <laughs> Third with this stunt she made money off of selling her story she did indeed yeah and she's probably gonna make more money off of the back of this disaster because anyone knows a mess sells people love a mess she's gonna be on celebrity big brother yes. or one of those things honestly yep. because she has no problem telling us all of her business and don't divorces cost money though I don't know how it works over here. I mean, you need a solicitor and whatever, but it sounds like she's probably going to get financial aid at this point. She only got one pool left. Well, I actually, there is a silver lining for her. Since um, this whole fiasco, um, she set up a new dating profile on OkCupid, and she's already seeing a 29-year-old and a 27-year-old at the same time. So, um, so she's got a couple boy toys, and she's quite happy with the results. Let's hope they're both called Paul as well. So Disney are pulling out all the stops to try and include the POCs in their old school classic fairy tales. I mean, they've done it before with the princess and the frog, you know, Princess Tiana. But now with the live action movies, they've stepped it up a notch. Yeah, I mean, I'm the Lion King, which they just had everyone in. And now the Little Mermaid, which it kind of makes sense because... If you think about it, it was all like Caribbean soca calypso music. Right? So actually... There should be a Caribbean It makes sister. sense that they're going in that direction. Yeah. So they've got this girl. I've never heard of her, but I'm like living under a rock. I've heard of her. She's on Grownish, which is a spinoff from Blackish. Um, super talented actress and also super talented singer with her sister. They're a talented duo who's also in uh, Grownish. They were discovered by Beyonce yes. and mentored under her tutelage. So uh, that's quite um, a good mentor right there. Yeah, so she's got the singing chops. She's got the acting chops. And her name is Hallie. Not Hallie Berry, but Hallie Bailey. Mm. Hallie Bailey. Yes. So it's kind of hard to say. Hallie Bailey. Bailey. But she like she makes so much sense as Ariel. Like it just visually, I can imagine... Ariel should have looked like that anyway. Do you know what I mean? And and kind of just like one of the Disney people, they said that she has like everything you need. She has the spirit, the heart, youth, innocence, substance, glorious singing voice, like all the qualities that you need to play that role. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are really excited about it. Super. But I saw something from one of the drag queens from season 11, Ariel Versace. Yes, I recall. So do you know what Ariel Versace said? What did she say? Um, I regretfully say, I hope this isn't true when she found out the news. Not because the actress is black. She's literally stunning and her and her sister are amazing vocalists. But like, you can't stay true to the character integrity. Like making the cartoon we grew up come to life within the actress this is this is coming from a natural redhead, haha. I'm sure people would be a little angry if they cast Anne Hathaway as Tiana from Princess in the Frog. Girl, please, that's such a reach. 
Like, trying to stay relevant. Just so you guys have a little bit of background, Ariel Versace has a massive following on Instagram, which is how she got on RuPaul's Drag Race last season. However, she did not do very well because she has no talent and she's trying desperately to stay relevant. So girl, bye-bye. That, I mean, when you write that, you're op- like, why would you even open that can of worms? Like, why would you go there? Because now you're going to get canceled. It's like, can't we have something nice? Can't black people just have something nice just once without Honestly, someone coming and ruin And it's it? funny because it's like, oh... Stay true to the character's integrity. Well, I just listed off the youth, innocence, substance, glorious singing voice, heart, spirit, youth. That is the integrity of the character. Right. It's not the hair. And you know what? She could get a red wig. I don't care. Right. (laughs) And then someone commented, oh, sorry, we should have cast a real mermaid then. (laughs) Exactly. And people are, the thing is, there's always going to be some haters. We know that. But there's also some black people who have got their backs up a little bit about it. And they're like, oh, Disney are using black people to sell tickets. Every time there is a Disney story, the princess is white and it's just about the story. When they put black people in the mix, it's about the person being black and they weave their race into the story. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think mermaids have a particular race. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, they are fictional mythical characters. <laughs> so I don't think this is a question of white mermaids versus black mermaids. Because again, mermaids are not real. So they could be purple, pink, invisible. I don't know. I mean, Ursula's literally purple. Right? <laughs> so I mean, what is the problem? I don't know. People going crazy. People are reaching so People much. People are reaching and they're just taking it all crazy when really it's about the spirit of the performance. And I also hope, by the way, that they don't make Ariel. Because this story has a lot of, I have a lot of issues with the storyline. Yeah. Because I'm like, you gave up your family for a man. Yeah. Like, wait. And she gave up her power, like, to have legs. Yeah, and also her family and her powers for, yeah. like, Eric. There like, were so many more. Like, what did Eric ever do? There he was, just kind of stood there. That's what I'm saying. There were so many more underlying issues regarding feminism and sisterhood. So I don't know why people are focusing on race because there's some bigger issues with the story. Yeah, but I'm really hoping that they'll kind of try to find a way to address those things in a more modern aerial. Yeah. Because I'm not really... Now that we all get older, I'm like, yeah, under the sea, cute. But like, what about her family and her powers? Right. And like, he's not that interesting. So hopefully, (laughs) I mean, oh, you know what? Do you think Eric's going to be black? Ooh. Or they should mix it up. You know what? I don't. I don't really mind what he is, as long as he has more swag than he did in the cartoon. Because you're right, he was pretty boring. He was pretty much. I give him my fins for for that. He had like a freaking seaweed up his butt. I find it very unrealistic as a woman today watching that, believing that she would genuinely give up her awesome powers as a mermaid for that dry man. (laughs) When I was a kid, I didn't realize all these things. But as a woman dating and understanding, you know, the relationship between women and men. I'm like, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up my fins for that. No, I wouldn't. I would I've become a mermaid spinster. Right? So we were talking a lot about self-care this morning, as we do. And we we haven't really had many episodes where we focused that much on it because things have been like pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, they've been pretty, pretty sweet, sweet now. Pretty sweet. But even when they are pretty sweet, we have to remember that we shouldn't just focus on self-care when things are going wrong or when we're in a bad place. Like you have to refocus sometimes when you're in a good place and use it as an opportunity to still work on your self-care. Because what better way to 
treat yourself well when you're feeling at your best. So true. So I have some advice. Like when you do feel like you're in a happy place, you need to use those tools, all the things that are making you happy and making your life fulfilling and make sure you're doing more of those things. Focus more on the things that bring you joy. If there is anything in your life that is not in line with that, act now. Stop it now. Get rid of it now. Get rid of them now. Say bye. Close the door. Say bye and close the door because there's always a reason to procrastinate on it. Yes. Oh, well, they're going through some stuff. I don't want to ruffle any feathers right now. Or I have to deal with this. So I'm going to focus on this. And I'm sure, you know what? Maybe it won't feel as bad tomorrow. Maybe I'm overreacting today. No. Yeah. Act now. It's easy to, again, put your head in the sand when you're in a really good place. And there's maybe one little thing that is still not quite right or is making you unhappy. You want to focus on the good. Yes very good idea but don't neglect that one thing because that one thing that seems very small will become very big it's that escalation thing we Again. were talking about yep. it always can what's the word exacerbate itself at any particular point in time yep and as much as it is a little bit of a cliche we say it all the time life is very short it really is, man. We need to stop thinking about these things as cliches. Like you don't have time to have bad things in your life that you have control over. Bad things will always happen. Life will throw curveballs at you. But if there's something in your life you actually can control that is not good, then why not change it? You have the power to change it. You know, you're right. And I'm going to call the dermatologist tomorrow and stop procrastinating to get rid of the giant pimple on my nose <laughs> because it's really bothering me. But I've been procrastinating and I have control and I have the power to make my life better by not having it on my face. You have the power, girl. You have the power. So that's that's literally it, guys. And it's, again, easier said than done. Nothing that we're telling you, none of the advice we give you are like quick fixes. And oh, my God, go and do this. And we're not even giving you the blueprint to do it. It's just a reminder. However you're going to go about it, do it. Just remind yourself that your happiness comes first. These little things are not little things. Anything making you unhappy has no place in your life. Life is too short for that mess. Well, thank you for those words of wisdom. I will take them with me this week. And we're looking forward to coming back to you bi-weekly yes. as we navigate this crazy thing called life. And we're glad to have you back with us. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes where you can rate and review the show. You can also find us at soundcloud.com slash lemonshade and on Insta at lemonshade underscore podcast. <laughs>